Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett, and today's episode, I think uh, you're going to absolutely be blown away by. Uh, I have as my guest today uh, someone whom I've recently met that I'm absolutely enthralled with, uh, just given not only who she is, but what she has managed to accomplish. Um, so I'll introduce her in just a moment, but before that, just a little preamble, uh, the soul of business. Why do we call it the soul of business? Um, because everything is connected. That's the idea uh, in this particular uh, podcast. My personal bias is that business is the most pervasive force on the planet today, and it has a moral obligation to attend to the consequences of its activities, either ill or good. And when we start paying attention to what I'm calling the soul of business, it's a recognition that everything, literally everything in this universe is sparked out of, is sourced out of this, this thing that I call the soul. I mean, the, the, the Greeks you know, would refer to this as the source, uh, life, the, source of, uh, the source of material, the source of energy. All of this comes into play. Uh, when we start looking at what the soul is. And in this sense, business is connected to everything. So the decisions we make, the actions we take, the uh, uh, behaviors that we engage in are not just within the context of our business environment. They have ripple effects. They touch everything in some way, shape, or form. So when we start paying attention to the soul of business, we start approaching, I think, business as a spiritual discipline. Uh, we start looking at it through the lens of connection. And that's what I want to speak uh, to uh, my guest uh, about today is this notion of connection. Her name is Lonnie Cooper, and you're going to love her accent. She's Australian. She's an Australian entrepreneur, uh, lives currently in the LA area, and she's the founder and CEO of a company called Mobot. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment. Uh, it's an in innovative and growing company that really is making a difference in the world by creating sustainable products and services that serve the mind, the body, and the planet. So there's a lot that we can do with this, and I'll t you know, have her uh, provide um, some information about contact as we uh, kind of go into the, uh, the body of the interview here. Um, but it's mobot.com, M-O-B-O-T.com, and... I'm going to reference that a couple of different times. So, Lonnie Cooper, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Blaine. It's a pleasure to be here. Good, good. So, uh, let me just ask a couple of questions here just to kind of get things started. First of all, uh, for, for the listening audience here, what is Mobot? What's, you know, what's the name? <laughs> it's an unusual name, Mobot. And just what is it that you're actually working with here? Because I think it's fascinating. It's a, it's a really interesting concept. Thank you. Uh, Mobot's actually short for mobility or movement model. And so when I first came up with the idea, I, I know enough about trademarks and things like that that it had to be abstract. So I wanted it. Um, my actual initial thought was like, okay, a tissue is a Kleenex. If I'm going to create a new category, a new product that quite possibly would be copied if it's good enough, um, I wanted it to be a copy of. And so when I created it, I wanted to build a brand that would be associated with something that we could build more out of rather than just being a product. So 
um, that's how the the name came about. And um, I actually got Mobot.com from the, the gentleman that started uh, created one of the first mobile robots back in the 80s. So it's a very popular uh, tech kind of name as well. Okay. So tell me, yeah, and, and actually by telling me, you'll tell the audience, what is the concept? Because I think it's absolutely brilliant. Thank you. It's a foam roller and a water bottle in one, and it's not. It's creating two eco-friendly uh, products and putting them together. So we use a lot of uh, recycled materials and non-toxic materials, and everything certified, so that we can help reduce single-use plastics from the planet and help people's bodies so they can stay hydrated and supple on the go. And foam rolling really has only sort of made traction in uh, mainstream, probably the darling of the fitness industry now in the last maybe five or ten years but previously having studied sports therapy and worked with athletes it was mostly something you learned about when you're in rehabilitation or you're at high performer so um, now it's come into mainstream there's more awareness around it and but there wasn't anything on the market that you could actually take with you that was tangible motivation to want to do it because it, it can hurt a little bit at first when you start trying to do it like any deep tissue massage so I wanted to create something that was cool and fun and interactive that made you want to do it. And the more you did it and the more often like we do any of the simple things, the more benefit you get out of it. So essentially I wanted to make it so cool that people wanted to do it because apparently drinking water and foam rolling aren't on people's uh, top list of enjoyable things to do. So I was like, I can make it cool. Yeah. So the, 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 the mashup of the two is, you know, foam rollers, I mean, I've used foam rollers in the gym when I work out, and, uh, and, and they're wonderful. I mean, they, you know, just in terms of the, 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 the work they do on the fascia tissue uh, to open up the muscles and that sort of thing. And I'm always looking for where my water bottle is. So being able to have both of them in the same place at the same time, actually in the same form function, is, is, is that, yeah, I mean, it's really brilliant. And You've got three, I believe, three different sizes uh, that you're, you know, you've gone to market with with uh, the product, right? Um, the first size I created was the 40 ounce or the 1.2 liter. And knowing how, uh, working with athletes initially, knowing how much water that they would uh, need to take on and the bigger size. So that was the one I started with. And then we've got a 27 ounce and an 18 ounce and all uh, sort of do the same damage, so to speak. And uh, do, uh, enable you to have a trigger point massage on the go with, with any of them, which is really, uh, really awesome to think that you can use one thing for so many, th uh, different, cover so many different things. Yeah, a, a trigger point massage. That's good. Um, so I mean, that's, that's kind of you know, the business that you're working with right now. And my assumption is it's targeted primarily at uh, exercise uh, athletes, uh, folks that are into exercise, yoga, uh, that sort of a thing. Um, and you know, I love that. So I want to move here just to move beyond the actual product itself and start focusing on the company. Uh, and yeah, you're basically, uh, an over the hump, uh, startup, if I could use that phrase. Uh, I mean, you've been up for a while, you've got the product, it's in, it, it, yeah, it's actually being distributed. So you've kind of gotten over that major hump here, but that journey is an interesting journey for an entrepreneur to take. So uh, if you could you know, just talk a little bit about some of the key challenges that you found yourself facing. And, and as you talk about it, I'm going to you know, kind of 
come back to periodically the soul of the business because there was a spark of inspiration that that created Mobot. That spark of inspiration, uh, in, in my experience in, in working, you know, speaking with you and kind of interacting with you, it lives in you definitely, but it also lives in the product and in the, in the company itself. How have you kept it alive? How have you kept it alive as you face some of these decisions that you've wrestled with? Yeah, I think the initial idea came from me. Uh, I, was, I was honestly frustrated because I wanted to help people. I wanted to help the planet. And I wasn't seeing the results I wanted as fast as I wanted from myself, from my clients and just looking around me. So it definitely can, uh, it is a, a product of me and my passion to do that. And I definitely know um, holding true to my values of you know, authenticity and collaboration and things like that. I've applied that in everything that I do and making a connection and building a community even before I started Mobot was really important to me and the businesses that I had before were, were um, a sign of that. I had like a day spa, I had gyms, had um, a lot of different creative businesses before that always tried to bring a community together. And I think uh, all my experience to, to date, all my different businesses and, and uh, jobs came together for Mobot to be everything that I've wanted to do in one so it actually made it easier for me to handle the challenging task because I was having um, because I went with the intention of helping people in planet I was very uh, lucky or able to attract people that had the same intention so it became easier to do what I love because I was sticking to my values as a, and attracting people with very similar values mm-hmm so yeah, there's you know my language for that and the way that I organize that is you know like attracts like. There's 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 a frequency. I mean, I, you know, get into little uh, California New Age speak here, but um, there, there's a frequency that I bring. We are fields of energy, and we move through the world, uh, and that field of energy has either a repulsion or attraction component to it. So the net of it is you know authenticity and collaboration. So you work it from just you know tapping into. Uh, what's true for you and what's meaningful, you know, meaningful for you. Um, and, you know, I, I noticed just the, the Mobot itself. It's an authentic product. Yeah, and, I, and I mean authentic in the sense that there's no artifice to it. It's, it's a really interesting mashup of two concepts, and it's authentic in its uniqueness. And there's also the collaboration that went into making it happen. I mean, you've had to do some things with partners uh, to source this, to manufacture it. And you know, collaborating with uh, funders uh, to to actually <laughs> bring the uh, the cash necessary to make the business viable. So, what were some of the major challenges that you ran into uh, as you were beginning to build the company to the point where it's at today? I think my biggest challenge was navigating the uh, legal and intellectual property that's associated with trying to protect a product and. I get a patent and uh, trademarks and things like that and then take it to the world. And it's always that, you know, building the plane on the way down kind of thing. And it's uh, chicken or egg to what you do first, like R&D or intellectual property, uh, community team, where do you spend the money first? And I would say that the cost and navigating that in a new country uh, was probably one of my biggest challenges that I'm sort of glad that I was naive to what I was going to be facing moving from Australia to America and, and not knowing anyone. And, and I'll be honest, my thought was I'm no one in Australia. I'm as well no one in America. I used to come here for work a lot and uh, fell in love with Los Angeles and studied here. 
and was like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to sunny California. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and away we went. Now, in one of our earlier conversations, you had talked about yeah, kind of an ethical um, dilemma, I guess, and I'd use the word dilemma here, where as the company was growing and you were faced with some, some challenges, uh, it was a choice between maintaining the values and doing something else. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that that's really central to keeping the soul of the business alive. Yeah, definitely the, when I think individually as well, so not just the value system for the business, it was from my personal values because a lot of it, especially when we start out is um, it's an extension of who you are. And I've definitely found that I was very strong and very intentional with my, my values and what I wanted to uh, get out of this for me and who I wanted to become in this and who I wanted to help and then the business as well. So I think having that solid foundation of always looking, being very self-aware and looking to myself going, how can I improve? And then that it becomes an extension in the business. Um, always uh, help me stay true to not just the business values and mission, but also my own as well. Um, there was definitely, um, you know, obviously as a startup, you're always, uh, always raising money or looking for money. Um, particularly as a as an immigrant um, and not being from America, I found it a lot more difficult. Just uh, just based on my visa and my not having a credit history and different things like that, and not having grown up here, so that was a challenge uh, straight off the bat. So I came across um, definitely people that were interested in giving uh, us money uh, or investing, but what they wanted in return and what they wanted us to change and uh, in making the product cheaper would make it a little bit. To my, in my opinion, toxic for the environmental people, but there was like that dollar value. And it was really difficult because I was going through, uh, you know, um, salami sticks and olives, living on salami sticks and olives and wondering where I was sort of going to live. So it was definitely an opportunity to help make my life, my personal life a little bit better um, and help make a little bit more comfortable, but it wasn't at all in line with my long-term business values. And so I definitely have said no in situations like that. And I'm, it's always good, easier to look back. And I'm very grateful I did it that way. And I wouldn't change a thing. But in, in the moment, it's really hard to stand on those knowing that it, you're going to make yourself a little bit more uncomfortable for a little bit longer. Yeah. See, you know, interestingly, I think it's really easy to talk about my values. But the challenge is actually living my values yeah. when push comes to shove. Um, and I want to just applaud you for doing that because it shows up in the product itself. And, that, and I mean just the tangible product, but also just in the energy of the company. Um, you know, there's this, you, know, you said, you know, you had some uh, initial investors that were looking at, let's make this cheaper. Um, but the toxicity of that alternative was not going to work um, for the ethos of, of what it is that you stand for as an organization. And I think that that's really important for people to hear that, you know, there's a point in a business's um, developmental cycle where the dollar or the, the, the monetary side of it can become more important than what the actual mission was. And if you reach that inflection point, and every company reaches that, that point, if you are succumbing to that, you're going to end up paying a long-term price. It may be more difficult uh, to, to adhere to the value, but if you're willing to do that, I think that the value proposition itself changes. Um, and what I'm talking about there is you've got an extraordinarily beautiful product, 
uh, in the sense of just the, the aesthetic of it, but it's beautiful also in its functionality. And for me, and I, I, and I talk about this sometimes, uh, beauty, uh, if, if I go back to Plato in ancient Greek, you know, beauty was an expression of an inner spirit. I mean, I can stand in front of the Mona Lisa and I can, I can experience the beauty because the spirit of Michelangelo's work comes through that painting. The same with the David, the sculpture. And I think the same is true of the Mobot. I mean, you, it truly is a beautiful product. And the beauty of the company comes through and the beauty of your vision comes through in that. So, yeah, that, that's my soapbox uh, <laughs> commentary here. Those compliments are unexpected and um, amazing because it, it's crazy when you start out that that was my intention and sometimes you feel like if you tell people what your intention is when you've got not even a prototype, just an idea that people just kind of laugh at off, which, which people did, but I was like, I, I want to change the world with a water bottle and I... I want to do it in an authentic and um, sustainable way that can actually make people reconnect to themselves, the planet, and their bodies. And yeah, people thought I was crazy. Yeah. And that's okay. I'm okay to be crazy because now, when now that it's working, they're like, "Oh no, you're crazy and rich." You're like, oh, "I didn't really work like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Steve Jobs said, "You know, only the crazy change the world," uh, and and I think that's true. Yeah, an idea that is crazy. I mean, change the world with a water bottle. Uh, who says you can't? <laughs> and I think that you're actually doing a fairly good job of it right now. Certainly those that uh, are taking advantage of you know, getting a Mobot are, are raving about it. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, you, you mentioned something just a little bit ago about the company being an extension of who you are. And... You know, it's interesting when we start looking in this kind of goes down what may seem like a bit of a rabbit hole here, but um, employee engagement has been the holy grail of just about how do we keep our people really engaged in what we're doing? Yeah, you know, emotionally engaged where they care about it. You know, they, they act as if it's theirs. And I think part of the key to that is exactly that point of it becomes an extension of who I am. It becomes an expression of who I am. It's an expression of my values. It's an expression of my dreams, that sort of a thing. Um, do you have any uh, additional thoughts on that as you look at just kind of, you know, the folks that you brought in to work with you? Um, I'm very big uh, into uh, planning and strategy and visualizing, like visual, uh, visualization boards and all that kind of stuff. And like you said about the energy and the essence and intention of everything that you do and I do believe in having um you know build it and they will come and being patient so some of the people the team that I have now are amazing and I always tell them you were three years late like <laughs> I've been asking you for three years um but they come and they come because they want to and they uh, get drawn in by the mission and the ability to be able to do something creative and fun and give back and I always say in my in my opinion or how I feel I always want to create someone uh, that could take on what we do and if and when they leave and a lot of the time they do um, they go on to do something that stands in line with the values of recreating a similar value system within whatever their chosen field is and then I feel like no matter what even if they've left and we have to replace them and that's always difficult that I have now put someone else into the world that's going to take that path. And 
like I could, I get a little bit emotional thinking and talking like that because it, it's happened before and it'll continue to happen. And I always say that, you know, their role within Monobot or whatever company is their baby within my baby. And they, they need to nurture that because they are their own entrepreneur. Even if it's a job and you're getting paid, you're still your own business person. You are your own salesperson and you need to take all that on because the more you take from that and learn, the more that we can help each other and, you know, business is the best way to pay it forward, in my opinion. Like, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, that, that's a beautiful philosophy. And what, you know, as you were talking about that, you know, thought crossed my mind. Yeah, you know, changing the world with a water bottle. It's not just the water bottle that changes the world. It's the environment in which you nurture the people that work with you. And then when they go out, that environment carries forward, that value set carries forward and they're going, I can, I can, I'm going to re I'm going to duplicate that in my new place. Uh, so you're changing, you're changing the world through the business, not just the water bottle, but the water bottles, the, yeah, the symbol of it. It's crazy how the, the steps, like I, when you start out, I wanted to start out that the business and the brand and the mission is what would change, but the product came first and then people say, Oh, you're not a brand or a business. You're just a product. And then, you know, and it's funny how it sort of works in reverse. And and you're right; it's it's not as much the product; it is who we are, what we stand for, what we do, why we do it, how we do it. That is as much innovative as uh, the product is, and how we connect with people. And I almost refuse to have someone have it without uh, us connecting with them or having some sort of touch point and uh, communication with us, so they can learn how to understand how it's going to benefit them. Because they say there's over 25 million people alone in chronic pain, let alone the, the daily stresses of pain we all go through, that if you could have instant relief, relief in like 10 to 30 seconds just in your, at your desk or on the plane or the bus or whatever, that's, that's going to make a huge difference to your life, your energy, your productivity and your health. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, on that note, I mean, if, if you as a listener have never experienced the foam roller, uh, yeah, yeah, key point massage. I mean, it's the the Mobot is the way to do it. Number one, but number two, just the the uh, um, the roller process, the foam roller. I mean, it's it's an extraordinarily effective and a uh, a way of relieving tension, relieving stress, and relieving pain to to the point that Lonnie's making here. Um, so. I, I can't thank you enough, Lonnie, for being my guest today. Uh, how can people find out more about the Mobot and about you know, the organization? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Mobot Nation. Uh, we do a, a lot of our uh, marketing and updates and events and videos on how to use it, where to get it from them. there, and also Mobot.com, and we're in, you'll find retailers uh, there as well. Okay, and that's M-O-B-O-T, Mobot.com. Guest today has been Lonnie Cooper, and she is the CEO and founder of Mobot. This has been Blaine Bartlett, uh, your host on The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, have a wonderful, wonderful day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.